0: you're listening to the good girl gone goddess podcast a soft place to land when you begin to question it all during a time of great personal awakenings this show will focus on the exploration of personal truths not dogma or is it a critique of religion itself we will instead dive into the history of ancient worship and rituals of women allowing our listeners to redefine their relationships with themselves god and the great goddess in all her forms this show provides supportive and integrative tools feminine embodiment practices ancestral healing holistic sexuality and of course a touch of magic the good girl gone goddess podcast is a space for women dual souls mothers to come as you are and learn to be intimate with life again. We encourage you to embrace your worthiness of fulfillment, ecstasy, prosperity, and peace as you untangle from your old life and create anew. Alright, welcome to the first episode of Good Girl Gone Goddess. I hope that you were able to check out the Start Here trailer episode of this show, especially for those of you that have come along for the transition of Beyond the Reef to now the space that we are currently in. I am so excited to dive into today's episode because before we can talk all things goddess, I really thought like let's start baseline because you know growing up as a religious good girl anything goddess was completely off limits. So there might be those of you who have been practicing in a goddess tradition or are already embodying, embodying, I said that, (laughs) embodying your full goddess energy. This episode is for those of you who like me, had to be completely disconnected from the goddess energy and that there was only one one deity that you served otherwise right like who were you you were a heathen you were um someone who was being deceived you were idling worshiping and all the things right so Every time I'm going to be introducing topics like this, I'm really speaking to those of us who grew up in really staunch religions. Not to say that this won't be of value to those of you who did not, but these are the individuals that I'm going to be really thinking of when I'm chatting because this is me like and this is our journey and for those of you that we've had some really deep conversations on social media or otherwise I really want to dedicate this focus time to you so what makes a goddess right like this question could take us hours (laughs) and it is so layered and it is so nuanced and so I wanted to start here with saying I don't believe anyone is an expert on the topic I believe that there have been so many books written on it I believe that this is not in the way that we can give a history in fact I don't want to give a history I want to give a herstory H-E-R if you didn't catch that (laughs) her story because let's go back to the history of ancient worship right it's a big part of what this show is going to be talking about because when i was looking at you know i knew i wanted to create this space there were so many like up in the ethers were already embodying goddess energy and then there were so many um topics on why like we don't want to talk about goddess (laughs) And I didn't see a lot of places where we can just dive into the her story of it. There is a really sad and painful history. And one of the books that I was recently was introduced to, and there's, there have been many. And there are two of them that I wanted to reference today in today's episode. And that is Goddesses in Every Woman. And God was a woman. Isn't my saying that right? I have it here on my desk. When God was a woman. Color When God was a woman. And I think we all intuitively know, right, that whether it's from a cultural lens or whether it's from a personal lens, that in the world, in the universe, everything is energy. Everything is energy. And the two energies that exist, and they're not gender exclusive, are feminine and masculine. It is the way of reality. Whether you choose to lean into that or not, scientifically, we could go deep into that. I'm not a scientist. I'm more of a spiritualist. However, it is just a known fact and it is the way that things are categorized. And so it only would make sense if there was a god, that there would be a goddess. If there's a father, that there would be a mother right? Like there is the duality in all things. We have definitely created this binary lens in the last couple thousand years, but I'm excited to create a space, especially around her story. So just a preview that monthly I am going to be choosing a historic goddess to share about her life, share about the archetypes, share maybe even the rituals or the worship that was lost and how we can bring that back if it calls to you. A friend of mine calls it awakening and reconnecting to the Atua Wahine, right? Like the the women gods, the goddesses. So this is what I was really wanting to focus on. But today What is what makes a goddess? I think before I talk about what makes a goddess in my eyes, I wanted to talk about what an archetype is. Because, you know, a couple of years ago when I was going through like the thick of my awakening, one of the most supportive tools that came through in a time of only knowing life and only knowing connection just through one god or just through scriptures or just through the way in which you pray like even how we prayed was very mm, structured right like there was no deviating there was no you you bow your head you you know close your eyes like this is how you start this is how you end (laughs) and so when i was having this awakening of like i don't know how i want to pray and i don't know if there's only one you know it was just like The exploration of all of it. So learning about archetypes became really really important for me because I wanted to hear history and an archetype if you don't know is basically a way in which we bypass this intellectual mind and produce a feeling that lingers organically leading to this sense of belonging to ourselves okay this is like a big also very laced and nuanced one but you know take what you want leave the rest and so a character archetype if we're thinking in a story or we're thinking in a movie and the one that people most often tend to gravitate towards is like the hero so that could you know it's the protagonist of the story and a character archetype in like movies or Books or those kind of characters represent a universal patterns right so even if i'm telling a specific story when i will share my story and why i no longer have a complex about saying i i i me, me me is that we will all represent different archetypes and they will appeal to the collective unconscious so for example going back to the hero as like the most fundamental character archetype ever helps us to be the hero in our own story when it comes to the goddess archetypes and like here let's dive a little bit more into archetypes because i think that that's this can get a little confusing and here's because our brains have been basically wired to follow a set of rules especially us religious good girls they're like here's the path And archetypes give us choice. Yeah, so I love partnering with archetypes in spirituality and in reclamation work because choice points exist. And if you are here to kind of reclaim sovereignty and choice, archetypes are very nourishing. So an archetype, again, could be like a universal symbol and They also come with patterns and they are in the collective unconscious of humanity. So when I would just, you know, and one of the archetypes is like a regular person and we're going to have because of our own life experiences and the own conditioning and the way that society is brought up in different parts of the world, we're going to have ideas about this person. Like We could probably create a whole storyline just by looking at a certain archetype. We can even find this on social media now, like the archetype of the influencer. And when I say that, you probably have an image in your mind, the archetype of a spiritual person, right? Like, oh, she's on her yoga mat and she has crystals. And like, even if we, ha- we say, well, there's no boxes and labels, archetypes create some kind of feeling. I could say the archetype of the jock and you would have an instant idea. The episode that I'm creating today is about the goddess archetype. What creates a goddess? Now, take a moment when I say the goddess and see what imagery comes into your mind. For most people, especially in modern times, we're thinking like flowy and very in fufu dresses. I said fufu. It's like my one of my favorite words, by the way. And you're playing in the field and that could absolutely be a part of it. However, that is because of the way in which society has diminished the goddess to be. This show is going to be opening our minds up to all the aspects of the goddess archetypes. And so that'll be throughout right? Like throughout the lifespan of this show. But when we understand the importance of archetypes, then we can start to see, hmm, what kind of archetypes will I, am I unconsciously and now consciously going to choose? Totally different conversation. So the, arch, the goddess archetypes in ancient and enduring, you know, cultures, and I'm talking enduring cultures because a lot of goddess her story was completely wiped from the earth you know when judeo and christianity came all of the matriarchal societies that were once worshipers of the goddess as when i'm going to say the great goddess who is of the earth and connected to nature completely wiped We've lost names. You know, one that comes to mind, I have a very dear friend that I'm definitely going to be inviting on the show. She's a Tongan woman. And she, if you know anything about Tonga, heavily um religious, I'm going to say like Methodist, Mormon, the mixture of that. And she's like, you know, I had a goddess, probably another episode, and she's like, we don't have any photos of her. Um, there's no really records of her but she's remembered through the stories right and we think about that in hawaii that when christianity came um, a lot of our stories had to go underground so we're having this underground conversation and more and more i think especially now because of platforms like this so going back again to Man, there's so much groundwork that we have to do. But again, episode one. So if you're here for it, um, I'm just going to be interweaving all of the things. The essence of the goddess. This is just from perspective. So this is where I have to shift into like we cannot um, seem like we cannot put our stamp of like this is the way in which so many patriarchal structures have created like this is the facts the facts is that women know what women know right and the goddess archetypes serves as the mediator between image and energy and history and that it's the essence of the feminine the divine feminine and the sacred feminine and there are ancient and enduring archetypes found in cultures like greece like those from india like even here in hawaii we have our pele and we have our hiiaka in greece we have our shakti and our saraswati and we have in our greek mythology right through the myths we have our artemis and we have our aphrodite and we have these goddesses that even if People think of them as myth or as actual beings on this planet. They carry codes within them. They carry the representation of the wisdom of women and feminine beings and dual souls representing this continuing essence of the feminine with our power, our wisdom, our spirituality, our connection, our life force energy our creation and that no matter what was taken over that this energetic force really lives through the women of today and so the goddess the way that i have learned and i really went into such a vortex it was just this massive awakening and also coming home the goddess energy the goddess archetypes are associated with the cycles of birth and life and death and rebirth and i also think that there are the god archetypes and the male archetypes but that's not what this show is focused on so maybe i'll touch on them but i don't know i'm just here for the goddess things okay and they reflect on like the eternal nature of existence when we learn to tap into these goddess goddess archetypes It allows us to experience transformative journeys. It allows us to evolve and to really define what matters to us and how we can fulfill our personal destiny. When we learn of this goddess energy, when we adopt goddess archetypes and we learn her story, it gives us the opportunity to redirect energy stuck energy stored energy through different practices and rituals the goddess archetypes they redirect this creative and transformative energy because if we only think of again goddess as one type of way we're really diminishing the full spectrum of who we are and here's a root something that's really revolutionary has been really revolutionary for me is that it challenges like when we step into goddess energy and goddess archetypes and understand like what is the goddess and how is this manifesting through me right it is going to challenge existing norms and structures it's a it's a reclamation journey like i've never experienced before and it's transformative it's transformative energy it's transformative wisdom It inspires others. It inspires community. It helps us manifest our most authentic selves. And even if it's freaking lonely and you might feel a little like, what? Once the goddess, and this is something I read in one of my favorite oracle decks that I use in my goddess yoga classes. It's like, once the goddess calls you, you can never turn back. And it is so, so true. You know, growing up in church, they would have a similar saying. It's like, once you leave neutral ground, like your life never changes. And I was completely cut off from goddess energy. I wasn't allowed to explore her. Like we never talked about her. Like there was just, you know, oh, like heavenly mother or whatever. And that was it. As if she was just like in some white down floating up in the sky waiting for us to pass away and then we could hang out right like it was just so interesting how that's kept but in the book goddesses in every woman there are seven archetypes that are explored and i want to do a complete episode on that um i have a really good friend she's my favorite astrology account Um, i'm going to try to get her on the show and it's called the cosmic laundry i think i've talked about her way in the middle of beyond the reef but the ones that i want to focus on are the maiden the mother and the crone archetypes and then one of my favorites which is not mentioned but i will mention at the end that the these representations represent the different phases or aspects in a woman's life and For those of you that are new to moon or menstrual cycles and i feel like that has been such the the buzz or the invitation lately here's a brief overview of what each of these archetypes represent let's start with the maiden so the maiden or how in um, the book goddesses and every woman could also be like the virgin goddesses and it's not necessary to say that the virgin has never had relations right the maidens represent us as youthful and we're optimistic about life right like life is just like sometimes i look at myself and i'm like yeah bright-eyed and bushy-tailed right we're optimistic we're adventurous like we're in our Maybe in our teens or early 20s. And we just have this curiosity with life. Like we're in this sense of exploration. This can, with the moon phases, could be like our spring season or our um, follicular phase of our menstrual cycle. And then we have the mother. So the mother is... The embodiment of when we are in our nurturing energy, when we are diving deep into love and creati- creativity and fertility, and when the mother archetype is being fully embodied, both internally and externally, it just creates this like deep love and energy. You know, externally, internally, the the mother is often. Associated with the full moon. So, like the summer season, the ovulation phase of the menstrual cycle. And even though, like, when I say the mother, you're thinking children, right? Like, you're thinking, oh, I have to have kids in order to be a mother. The mother can really represent creation. You know, like you give birth to a business, like, man, when I'm in flow in creation mode, I feel it in my womb. Like I feel this fullness of expression. And honestly, I feel like I I gave birth to another baby when I gave birth to this podcast. Like it's this mother energy of coming full circle. So I hope that helps you. And remembering that all women have this motherly tendency. You want to love on your plant. You want to love on your partner. You want to love on your work or your dog or your cat or the earth you know like there's so many ways in which we nurture and mother okay and then we have the crone and i was like the crone it sounded like something where you know, you're coming out of the crevices. But yeah, because this part of our life is represents the wisdom. So when we're in our maiden energy, when we're in our maiden archetypes, we're like, bright eyed and bushy tailed and like nothing can happen. And then the crone's like, oh no, girl, like stuff happens, things happen. And it's a time in our life where we have great introspection. I don't know if you've seen the a hilarious reel about getting ready in your 20s versus getting ready in your 40s. And like in your 20s, you're pumping up the R&B or the rap music and you're in your cute freakum dress and you're putting on all your makeup. And then in your 30s, you're like doing affirmations and like healing and the music is very chill. And I was just like, yeah, totally. This is just that transition and we're all of it, right? And all of it attributes to us embodying The goddess within, because in this crone archetype, we have wisdom and we have sensitivity, and this is a one of like deep reclamation in this world where we really are cut off to the depths of ourselves. Like, really, really be honest with yourself. Like, do you allow yourself to feel in the depths, or do you know that? oh shit, this might swallow me whole, right? It can be really scary to go to the depths and it also can be very confronting to be like, wait, do I have a community that will understand the depths that I hold? This archetype, um, you know, it's just basically a respect for the wisdom and aging, yeah? Because society, like especially patriarchal societies, we love like the young, hot, mm, what the man would want the feminine to be and yet like the wise old woman like this to me is when we start to really embrace like the stretch marks and the sagging skin and like even if that's not your journey whatever think about certain women in your life who embrace aging and they are so so magnetic like these are the women you're like oh my god she is a goddess right like we don't even know what we're talking about possibly but we Feel her. We feel her in her truth and in her embodied goddess energy. Alright, so the last one. This could possibly be my favorite. Um for those, and this makes total sense with the show that I've created. This is the wild woman. <laughs> the wild woman who also might be called the medicine woman, the enchantress, the priestess, the witch and people believe that this fourth archetype you know sits between when we are transitioning from our mother into our crone and it's the powerful and untamed aspect of womanhood this is when we're in our like fuck it energy like You know what I'm talking about. This energy is associated with maybe like this pre-menstrual phase um, for like with the waning moon. And we'll have episodes all about menstrual cycles and all the things. But embracing the wild woman archetype is all about embracing embracing our emotions fully right like it's freaking scary it is leaning into this dark feminine it's understanding where our deepest shame lies which is probably associated with some kind of hurt trauma sexual repression but yet in those depths And the unleashing of all of that, we unleash the power of our intuition. And we really confront these deep feelings to use them to be alchemical and to harmonize with life and the entire totality of this journey. So it's super important that we recognize that these archetypes really are not meant to keep us confined in the ways that maybe we've been raised to be. Like I was raised to be one type of woman. Um, Obviously, the good girl. And if you're going to get sick of me saying good girl, oh well, that's literally what the show you're listening to right now. But I was raised that way. Like my whole life and my purpose was to remain good. And the good girl has a complete archetype and she is not free. She lives to self-sacrifice and to serve and to yeah be palatable and all the things and she serves a purpose right and in a lot of ways she's she's very sweet and she's very kind and makes people feel you know wanted and yet completely disconnected from the depths so mahalo for that archetype and now we move on so women and dual souls especially we can embody these various aspects of archetypes at different times and they're not exclusive to age groups they're not exclusive to again like i said whether you have kids or not they're not exclusive to yeah to, to the different phases of, of your life you can embody all of them perhaps all at once you know just just depending on what you kind of have going on but when we look into these archetypes when we really dive deep, it basically allows us to, in essence, connect to the certain aspects of ourselves within these quote unquote archetypes or characters. That's honestly what I think. Like, there are certain movies where you're like, oh my gosh, this is my movie. She reminds me of this, or like she activates this in me. So, I think that even if you want to take this as myth, Or you want to take this as literal when we dive into her story and the different goddesses that have existed and do exist throughout time. Embracing the different goddess archetypes helps us really tap into our feminine energy in a very true and tangible way so that we can recognize the unique expression and the expression that is full. (laughs) That is full and that's something that I'm like going to be saying over and over. That there is no part that really has place for shame. It's just that certain parts of our life are going to be activated at certain times. And that embracing the power of our feminine nature allows us to celebrate our feminine strengths. They will help us connect with nature, um, reminding us that we are not separate, right? Like we are not separate from nature. Our bodies are literal portals to the, to the world and that we are the root and the beauty of the natural world and not in the way of the beauty of you know patriarchal sense of like this is what you should look like this is what you should wear this hot no, no no how we define beauty again like i was kind of referencing when you think of a goddess like there has to be somebody in your mind that like, yeah when we tap into these archetypes we get comfortable with ourselves like we get to appreciate and these are one of the practices that i have seen firsthand in the hundreds of women now that have come through my goddess yoga classes And we do a practice around our shadow work. And it's like a lifetime of self-judgment seems to just dissipate. Like literally within a four, five minute song, it's like, oh, wait, I see myself, right? And so when we see ourselves and when we we can really start to see others and we start to stand up for ourselves and we start to live more authentically and all of these things sound like really big out of reach things and yet i i say this we start here we are starting here with what makes a goddess how can we activate we're gonna learn it's literally that simple to start to see that it's not something external The goddess always emerges from within and we can trust in our inner goddess and we can have faith in our self-worth and our abilities and by learning different practices, by making time to reconnect, much like you're making time here in listening to this show, we tap into the transformative power of the goddess of the Divine Feminine. And I will never get weary about talking about this, and neither should you. You know, there have been thousands of years where we just did not. (laughs) We just did not, and even if, you know, people will try to diminish this movement as something trendy or something, mm, you know, that's not of value. All of those things that I just talked about can you see the value in them? Can you see the desire of the world for them? Can you think about women in their life who are in constant self judgment or not speaking your truth or not connecting authentically or being able to lead in the way that you like? You know, are these things worth taking time for? If the answer is yes, then I'm really glad you're here. This is a show we're going to flow. And if you'd like to continue your flow, I also wanted to send the offer for those of you who have been along for this journey, who know that I do have a upcoming certification for goddess yoga. And even if you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to teach or whatnot, it is a deeper dive, a mini retreat, if you will. It is happening... Um, September 15th through the 17th on the big island in Kona I only have a handful of spots because if you know me you know the intimate spaces are my jam I'm not here for massive groups at a time because it really truly matters to me that you get the most out of your experience and and I'm just excited to serve in that way and so if that would be of value to you you can go to the show notes I do have a discount code that runs all the way to September, you know, it's been a full-on summer, and with all the transitions, not only in my life, in the show, in motherhood, I am like when people just know that this is for them, you know, magic happens, so with so much love, I invite you to check out that link, and until next episode, I hope that you can start to get curious about the different goddess archetypes. There's so much that you can dive into. I mean, books on books and thank goddess. Thank goddess for those who have been brave enough to cut through the noise and create at least some kind of starting point for us on our personal explorations. So this is the invitation, my sis, and I will talk to you very soon. With so much gratitude, I thank you for tuning in to today's episode. It is my whole heart to be of service to this greater community worldwide. And so I invite you to share this with another individual in your life, whether it is sending this to them directly or sharing this on your social media. I appreciate when you tag me because I love continuing the conversation. Before you go, I have something just for you in the show notes. Subscribe to Submerge, and you will get a deeper dive into all things sex, love, and relationships. It is a continuation of the things that we speak on on this show, including my monthly Good Girls Guide to various topics such as creating more pleasure, cutting the people-pleasing, and finding your sensuality through the various stages of motherhood and more. Again, mahalo for being here, and I will see you on the next episode.